because we are not our thoughts or our emotions, we're simply the ones observing them. Hello and welcome to The Noor Within, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate through the darkness to find your inner light. My name is Noor and I'm here to share my take on the human experience. I'll be discussing the lessons that I learned to empower you to understand your inner world so that you can shine in your outer one. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Whether you're a returning listener or a new listener, I really appreciate you being here. I want to just take a moment to say I apologize if I sound a little weird here. I was fighting off a cold when I was recording this episode, but I hope it doesn't make too much of a difference. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about how important it is to understand your subconscious mind, uh, to understand your subconscious beliefs, and how they really dictate your life, um, because that's the first step in creating the life that you desire. But once you understand your subconscious mind, you can go on to work to rewire it. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about that, and I'm here to give you eight different practices that you can do on a daily basis to actually consciously rewire your subconscious mind. And these are things that you can implement regularly into your life and actually start to see a change. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about the importance of understanding your subconscious thoughts and beliefs and kind of making the subconscious conscious because that's the first step in changing your beliefs. You have to know what they are. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, I would highly recommend you listen to it before you do this one. Um, But aside from that, let's get into it. So one way that you can rewire your subconscious mind is to catch your limiting beliefs as you think them and choose to replace them with empowering ones. Um, What does this really mean? So for example, let's say you're someone who struggles with feeling confident and you see an opportunity that you really want to take, but you don't feel like you're qualified enough for it, Um, what's the subconscious belief there that you're not good enough? So on some level, you're telling yourself, oh, I'd like that, but I'm not good enough for it. I'm not worthy enough. So once you catch yourself in a position where you're saying these things, become very aware of it. Once you catch it, you can flip it to something more empowering. You can choose to say, I am good enough for this, and I'm going to try my best. And that's what's important here. It's not about the outcome, whether we're talking about a job here, you get the job, you get whatever. It's about your belief in yourself, because that is what will actually take you somewhere. So to recap, one way to rewire your subconscious mind is to catch every time you tell yourself a limiting belief and flip it to something that's more empowering. I challenge you to do that every time you catch yourself being mean to yourself. Number two, kind of building off the last one, is practice gratitude often. I know a lot of people say this, and it's it's kind of like loosely thrown around here and there, but I can't stress enough how important gratitude is, because on a neurological level, it really does rewire your brain. The more gratitude becomes your natural state of mind, the more you're more receptive to just having more good things to be grateful about, because it kind of becomes your like natural state of being so practice gratitude often especially when you catch yourself complaining or being ungrateful and we all do this we're all guilty of it but catch yourself when you have like a moment and you're feeling like negative about your situation which for the record is totally normal negative emotions are very much needed in order to feel good emotions but when you catch yourself on a loop of kind of complaining and just less focused on all your blessings, kind of just take a moment to 
shift your perspective and focus on what you're grateful for in the moment, in your life. Just focus on gratitude. Keep it always in the back of your head regardless of what you're going through and I promise you'll start to see a really big difference in the way that you think and approach life. Number three, allow yourself to let go of control and embrace the unknown that arises from that. A lot of us have these control issues because we have certain expectations and like we think that we know how things should be and we just kind of get really caught up in our own egos and forget that there's a lot of unknown things in the world that could actually be better than what we know. So being in a state of needing to control everything kind of just re-emphasizes the fact that you have no control and this in turn makes you be in a state of fear and this is where anxiety comes in and you get worried and you have all these kind of like chains on you and when we let go of that, you'll feel so much more relieved, you'll feel so much more able to actually enjoy what life brings to you rather than what you think life should bring to you. And when you start to embrace this, you'll start to see a huge change in your mind because you're no longer like clinging so tightly onto everything and how it should be, but rather you can just trust the flow of life. And and obviously this involves balance too. It's not just like let go of everything and don't care. Like that's not what we're saying here, but it's it's a delicate dance between caring enough to control what you can and let go of what you cannot control. Number four is make an effort to spend more time doing nothing. Um, In other words, more being, less doing. And a really great way to do this is to spend time meditating. And even if you've never meditated before, I urge you to try it because as they say, if you're someone who says that they don't have time to meditate, chances are that you need it the most. So regardless of how you decide to approach that, it's really important to understand like the underlying reason why meditation is good for us and it doesn't even have to be done in any specific way once again it's just a matter of like i said sitting and doing nothing and letting yourself enter a different state of mind so a lot of us know that meditation is good for us but not all of us really understand why it's good for us and it really is like one of the best ways to rewire your brain because putting yourself in a meditative state literally changes your brain structure. Um, The longer you go, the more you enter a different state of mind, and this in turn affects different parts of your brain, and they literally change size. Like, the amount of gray matter you have changes, and it affects the hippocampus, and these parts of the brain are responsible for things like emotional regulation and informational processing, and not only that, but it also affects our nervous system and just regulates literally everything in your body. And everything in your body is a result of your brain state. So really meditation, taking time to just be, not do, is such an essential step for rewiring your brain. Number five, visualization. So what visualization is, is holding an image of what you want to be like, of your dream life, of all those good things. Hold an image of it in your brain. And if it helps, you can do visualization exercises like creating a mood board or whatever you like, um, print out pictures of like things that you want in your life. And not only that, but the type of person you would be while having these things and just hold this image in your head. This has actually been proven to rewire your brain as well because it puts you in a state of mind as if you're already there because the brain actually doesn't know what is reality and what is not. So if you hold this image 
of your dream life, of your dream self in your head, your brain thinks that you're already there. And if you do this enough, you will get there. And this obviously takes time, but the more you hold that image in your head, the closer you will get to actually change your brain to act as if you have it already, until you do have it already. So visualization is a really, really powerful tool that you can tap into really anytime. Number six, watch your diet. And I'm not talking about food, although that's obviously really important, but be mindful of what your mind is consuming regularly. We don't even realize it, but we are rewiring our brains every single day simply through what we see on social media. So I'm a really big advocate for intentional social media usage because we're all inevitably going to be on this stuff, so we might as well utilize it in a way that benefits us rather than hinders our way of thinking. And this can look different for everybody depending on what your desires are, what you want to be, what you want to do, but the key element is to follow pages and people that exemplify who you want to be or what you want to think So be intentional about the pages and people that you follow because whatever you're seeing on a daily basis will inevitably get into your head. Even if it's like, even if it's something you look at and you you like roll your eyes at it, like eventually seeing that or anything on that level enough times, it really gets into your head. And these things create anxiety, they create worries, they create depression without us even realizing that the link is something that we allow into our own mental state on a daily basis. So if you have time, like try to look through the pages that you're following, the people that you're following and and eliminate anything that makes you feel bad about yourself or or anything that wastes your time. I mean, that's up to you how you want to approach that concept. But the bottom line is to be intentional with what you're letting into your brain every day. And this also goes beyond social media. This goes into the articles you read on a daily basis, the books you read, what you watch on TV, like whether we want to or not, every single thing that your brain is consuming is affecting how you think about yourself and how you think about life. So simply be aware of this and be wise with your choices. Number seven, actively work to stop overthinking. And maybe you're hearing this right now and you're like, yeah, that would be great, but how do I do that? Because I know we all are prone to overthinking. It's so natural for all of us to just get into our heads and we can't stop. I know. So some things that you could do to stop overthinking are free writing, journaling, speaking to yourself, speaking to your friend. Just the point is to release because if you're not releasing, then all of this is just gonna stay in your head and it's gonna go on literally forever. So make sure that you're doing something to get everything out of your head as much as possible because when you do this, you make space for better things to enter, and you also prevent emotional suppression. Because if you're not releasing, it's staying in there, and it's kind of getting buried deeper and deeper and deeper, and nobody wants that, because it's going to affect you in other ways. So make sure that you release whatever is in your head by any means necessary. So release everything in your head. Feel all your feelings, especially the hard ones, because we are not our thoughts or our emotions. We're simply the ones observing them. So when we acknowledge this and we allow ourselves to release these things, we're able to make space for other things and prevent emotional suppression. And this is really important because the very thoughts and emotions that you're kind of pushing away, they're always there in the background. And when you acknowledge them, they actually go away. 
I actually read this in a really great book called Leap Before You Look by Arjuna Ardag, and he mentions that your negative emotions or your negative thoughts, they're kind of like crying children, right? So if you have a crying child next to you, imagine you just ignore it forever or you push it away. That crying child is going to keep trying to get your attention and it won't leave you alone and it's going to be hurt, right? And what happens if you take that crying child and you give them attention and love and you nourish them? They're going to stop crying and they're going to be content after. Your negative emotions and thoughts are exactly like that. So when it comes to all the thoughts and emotions and craziness in your head, give it attention in order to release it. And that is how you can actively work to stop overthinking in order to make space for better thoughts in your head. And number eight is take the risks. Step far out of your comfort zone while believing that no matter what, things will work out for the greater good and that you are more than capable of achieving anything that you set your mind to. Your wildest dreams and fantasies are truly, really reachable only if you allow yourself to believe that they are. The only limits that exist in this world are the ones that you put upon yourself. And this is hard to grasp if you're not used to thinking this way, but the more that you take the risks, the more that you step out of your comfort zone, the more your brain gets adjusted to that. So if your current comfort zone is this small little bubble right now, and you step outside of it, eventually your comfort zone expands and it reaches that new point that you reached. And the more you keep doing this, the bigger your comfort zone grows. And this, this bubble that we're talking about is just like your brain. The more that you take the risks and get out of your comfort zone, as uncomfortable as it will be, the more that your brain will actively change and rewire itself to believe, oh, Nora isn't someone that plays small. She, she's doing big things, even if they're scary. She believes in herself. Let me expand. You know what I mean? Like, your brain will start to rewire itself. You will start to view yourself differently as a result, but it takes those baby steps out of your comfort zone over and over and over again. And really... All of it comes down to practice. And this is a little bonus tip. It kind of can apply to every one of the eight things that I mentioned already, but make sure that you have a constant focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want. So shift from worrying about why something isn't working, why something isn't happening, and instead think about how it would feel for it to work or happen. Like, embody that emotional state as if it did already happen. And this one is kind of more of a play on point number five of visualization, but really, if you keep this in mind for any of the eight steps that I mentioned, you will get very far because you're focused on what you want. So as a result, you will get more of what you want. But if you focus on the negative, then you will get more negative. So there we have it. These are eight ways that you can actively rewire your brain on a regular basis um, these are regular practices that you can really do at any moment in time and the more you practice them and the more they become a regular part of your way of moving through life, the more you will experience really amazing changes and get one step closer to everything that you want in life. It all starts with you choosing to make the change and consciously rewiring your subconscious mind. So thank you again for tuning into the Nor Within today. Um, if you found today's episode of any benefit to you, if it helped you in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because this helps get my podcast more out there, helps me get more exposure, and, and we could all work together to become better. So thanks again for tuning into the Nor Within. Stay tuned for the next episode, and I hope you have a radiant day.